Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Jeremiah Johnson. Thank you once again for joining us today. It is episode four, and we are going to be talking about the church with the next generation. Hey, if you have not listened to our other episodes, please do that. We have episode one and two, which are on influence. We have episode two, which is on the power of friendship. So we're really trying to give you some uh, messages and episodes that just encourage you. Once again, the point of this podcast is to just lift you up on that daily walk with Jesus. We want you to live for Jesus every single day. So we're taking 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes, somewhere in that ballpark. We just want to give you some encouragement, lift you up, challenge you, bring you some things that will just help you live for Jesus every single day, right? All right. So I want to encourage you, please like it, share it, whatever platform that you would be listening to the Grace Point Daily Podcast on. Uh, if you're listening to it on Anchor, you can uh, applause it. You can send a message. You can do a lot of those things. And we just encourage you to interact with it however you want. Maybe you're linking off via the Facebook page or through the Grace Point Assembly of God website, whatever you want to do. Please continue to be a part of this podcast. We really want it to encourage you and to lift you up. Well, today I had mentioned that we are going to have different guests and people that would join us throughout the journey of the Grace Point Daily Podcast. And so now you've had three episodes with me and you're like, hey, when are these guests? When are these awesome people coming to join you, Pastor Jeremiah? Well, here we go. We have our very first guest, our first special influencer that we're bringing on the Grace Point Daily Podcast, Zoe Johnson. Welcome to the Grace Point Daily Podcast. Hi, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Zoe is an influencer. She is on social media. She does her own podcast. Zoe, take a moment to hype maybe some of the social things that you do via digitally, social media, things like that. All right. You can listen to my podcast on Spotify or Anchor, wherever you can listen to podcast. It's integrity plus purity. And I just talk about living for God and walking in integrity and purity. Awesome. So Zoe has her own podcast, integrity and purity, right? Yes. So just search that. Is it all one word or is it like? Um, it's integrity plus sign purity. And you can look that up on Anchor or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Awesome. So check out that podcast. Zoe is my oldest daughter. I have four children. Zoe is 15 turning 16. I have Gabrielle. She's 14 turning 15. And I have Isaiah and Hezekiah, the crazy twin boys that are four years old. So I am blessed, but uh, Zoe is the first of the four children. So she uh, is has that, I guess, old old sibling personality where she's probably more responsible. She has some different characteristics uh, that others don't because she is the firstborn. So she's been with Rachel and I on our journey of children the longest. So what do you feel about that, Zoe? It's great. <laughs> um, so Zoe is a Christian, right, Zoe? Yes. All right. So this episode, uh, which I, I don't think I mentioned, is talking church. And this episode number four is talking church, but specifically talking church with the younger generation. And I wanted to bring Zoe on to give you the perspective and the mindset of a younger person regarding the church, because I think we have to, especially me as a pastor, I have to be as sensitive and always thinking about where is the church? Where is it going? How are we changing? How are we growing? Are we ministering to young people? Are we ministering to older people? And I have to consider all those things. So I thought it'd be awesome to bring Zoe in to give her perspective a little bit about the church. Zoe, why don't you start off and here, I'll give you just a little bit. If this podcast maybe sounds 
not totally smooth in terms of our dialogue or conversation. It's because I did not prep her with any questions. I wanted her to really just, I want to ask a few things and get her response. So as to let you know, the audience that I'm not dictating what she's saying. I'm not, you know, I'm not, we didn't have a pre meeting. Like if we were super high end podcast, we probably would have had a prep meeting and a pre meeting say, okay, here's what we're going to talk about. Here's the questions. So she could really be fluid, but I wanted to have raw, real natural answers. So, all right, Zoe. So if you're going to, you're going to be hit on the fly a little bit by some of these things. So just do your best. All right. All right. Okay. First one is Zoe, tell me about your, how would you describe your spiritual journey up to this point in your life? Um, well, I've been raised in the church, but that doesn't mean that it's always been easy or because my dad's a pastor that that defines my spiritual life. Um, personally, I've had to grow and I've had so many amazing opportunities to grow in my spiritual life. I've gone on tons of mission trips and um, have met so many people on the way that have really strengthened my spiritual life. But a lot of people think that, oh, it's because your parents are pastors. That's the only reason you're a Christian. But that's not true at all. I have to make that decision for myself to stand up for what I believe. And it's not always easy. And I can't just say, oh, it's because my parents are Christians. Um, and so that's one thing that people like to think is, oh, your parents are Christians. That's why you're a Christian. No, I've had to make that decision for myself so that I can become closer in my walk with God. All right. I think it's kind of interesting. What's very different about Zoe and myself is that I did not grow up in a Christian home. I grew up in a divorced home. So uh, there's a lot of things that Zoe and I uh, are very different in terms of how we were brought up. And this this uh, is so raw that um, we're getting a cell phone call right now as we're doing this. <laughs> so anyway, but what's different about us is that I was a not, she is a pastor's kid and I was not a pastor's kid. So I didn't grow up in religion. I didn't grow up hearing the gospel. I didn't grow up, you know, in VBS and all these kind of things. And Zoe has had that experience herself. And so uh, she has had to come to grips with, am I going to get saved on my own? Am I going to make a choice to follow Jesus? And so the question, next question I want to ask you, Zoe, is uh, when did you feel like you got saved or when did you feel like Jesus became real to you? Um, well, I got saved when I was like four, you know, at VBS, but that's not, that doesn't mean that's when the spiritual depth came in. I think it's constantly growing. So, you know, I got saved when I was like four, got baptized. And then since then, I've just always been growing in my walk with God. And then, um, you know, as later in elementary school, I started reading my Bible on my own and praying more often. And that's kind of when it really started to grow. And I started to find my identity in God and find who he wants me to be. What is it? Because uh, I have never, again, the differences between Zoe and I are very drastic in, in some regards, I should say. But one is, uh, you know, that was very interesting for me is when I was in Bible college, I remember interacting with pastor's kids and always hearing that term, you're a PK, you're a pastor's kid. And I can remember there being almost a negative connotation to that. And I never had to wrestle with that. I never had to struggle with that because again, I wasn't from a Christian home. So what is it like for you being a pastor's kid? 
Um, well, pastors' kids get put into a box a lot when I run into people or I meet people, and I'm like, yeah, I'm a pastor's kid, and they're like, oh. And there are a lot of assumptions that people make when it comes to pastor's kids, but I've also met a lot of people that are like, wow, you're not like most pastor's kids I've met. And my goal is to not just be a pastor's kid, not just to be what everyone else thinks, but to really have a relationship with God and not be your typical pastor's kid. But because I've met a lot that are like rebellious and they're just trying to be cool and they they don't really accept that they're pastor's kids. But I'm like, hey, I'm a pastor's kid, but that does not define my walk with God. So do you find yourself enjoying being a pastor's kid? I like it because I get to be at church all the time. I get to know almost everyone in the church and it's a ton of fun. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, not speaking for Zoe, but for myself, I think one of the things that has um, helped us uh, is just doing ministry together is that, uh, and I'll let Zoe chime in on this, but I have tried to be authentic and real to my children regarding ministry in the church. They've seen highs and lows and struggles that I've had, but I've, I've never tried to hide those. Uh, and I, maybe I haven't done that the best, but I, and I've heard different theories and philosophies on that, but I have really tried to take this perspective with my children is just to let them know, listen, Hey, your dad loves the church, loves what he does, wants to do it for the rest of his life. But along the journey, there's going to be struggles and, um, things that will, will be hard. And I'm just trying to keep an aspect of reality and not try to sugarcoat this thing called church because we are imperfect and we walk through these struggles together. So uh, would that be accurate, Zoe, or what do you feel about that? I think that's good because sugarcoating is never the way to go, trying to hide things. Because one day, if you sugarcoat it and you try to hide everything, and one day people do figure it out, they're like, why were you hiding that? Why do you have to hide the truth? It's never a good idea to hide the truth because then people wonder, well, why are you hiding it? All right. What have you, one question I wanted to ask you specifically is what, uh, and the goal, I want to be careful in the next few minutes because I want to really hear a younger generation's thoughts regarding the church. Uh, so I'm in a moment, I am going to ask her maybe not negative questions, but you know, what do you think could change in the church or a couple questions along that. So if you're listening, we're not trying to be negative. We're just trying to hear the heart of a young person regarding the church. What have you specifically enjoyed about the church as you've grown up in the church? What are the, the memories or the things that you say, this is what I love about the church? Oh, uh, well, that's kind of a hard question because there are so many things that I love about the church, having grown up in it, I've got to experience a lot. But I just love, um, and being pastor's kid, that I get to do ministry and I get to be a part of the church in a way that uh, a lot of other kids don't get to be a part of. And um, I just love growing up the church and being able to be involved with other Christians and to just spread the gospel in a great environment. So the church has always been home to me. And sometimes I feel like I spend more time at church than I do at my house. And it's just a great place to be. And I love it. What do you, what do you see as a young person? Uh, and this again is where this could, I don't want it to sound negative, but what, what do you think could change in the church? Or what do you think, see as a young person that you would say, I wish the church was maybe better or could improve in this area? Um, the biggest thing is when people don't practice what they preach. And that's a huge 
huge thing when people say see their um their leaders in the church telling them that they need to do all these different things and then but they're doing it they're not acting out what they're saying and that's the biggest thing as the body of Christ is we need to be examples because if we're not examples we're not going to believe you um generation Z which is technically my generation I guess it's actually the number one generation for being interested in the spiritual world. And so another thing is not sugarcoating it. Like we need to stop faking it, stop trying to hide the presence of God. And we just need to let our kids, not our kids, but let my generation experience God and don't be afraid to tell them about God. What do you think in terms of, as you talk about your generation specifically, what do you think, what, what is your anthem or what are the things that you want to preach to your generation specifically? Um, what, do, what do you want to say to them? What, what, what do they need to change or what, what is the encouragement you need to bring, not just to the overall church, but to your generation specifically? Um, my generation? Um... If you're going to stand up in youth group this Wednesday and preach to your generation, what do they need to hear? What do they need to hear specifically? Um, that God is real, that he's good, that he wants to have a relationship with them because so many kids grow up in a religious mindset. So there's the ones that um, go to church because it's religious. There's the ones that go to church because it's cool. And and it's really about relationships and People become distant to the church because either A, it's um, it's just a religion, it's cookie cutter, or the church is just trying to be cool and they're not really giving them the presence of God. So I would tell my generation that God is real, that he wants that relationship with them. And it's not about a religion and it's not about being cool. It's just about walking in that. I think that's a Zoe, um, and I think that's a little bit of my generation is that as I'm a pastor right now, and we're really becoming, I'm 39, going on 40, and my generation is, you know, pretty much in the next five to 10 years, we will assume the overall leadership of the church. I think we have been a little bit consumed with maybe uh, growth and marketing, and there's a little bit diminishing the work of the Holy Spirit. We're a little bit afraid of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues and those kind of things. Uh, but I do believe that every generation authentically wants to experience the power and the presence of God. And I was talking to someone the other day at a football game about that, just saying, they're saying, well, I, because uh, I'm a new pastor at Grace Point, And if you're listening, a lot of you are probably Grace Point people anyway, but he was saying, why well, I'm really enjoying the church so far. And the one thing I always talk about is just saying, well, you know, man, I'm all for growth. I'm all for change. I want the church to progress. I want the church to grow, but I want us to experience the power and the presence of God. And I believe that is something vital to every generation, uh, no matter what generation that is. What do you see out of your generation that that will will change the church or or what are the things that you what are the new gifts and new things that will come out of your generation that will help change the church in a positive way i think since this generation is so um this generation is so interested in the spiritual world the church really needs to show them um about god and the truth and so i think one thing that if as a church, we show them that, hey, uh, about Jesus and that he's really wants to have a relationship. We can really reestablish having a relationship 
with God and that that spiritual concept like of the praying in tongues and the power of God and the move of the Holy Spirit, not just religion or putting on a cool show. Awesome. Uh, a couple more questions. We're going to wrap it up. Thank you once again for joining the Grace Point Daily. Hope you're encouraged by Zoe and uh, and challenge you to encourage the younger generations as they serve the Lord. Uh, what would you say to older generations? I know like it's funny even for me, I'm older than you, but I still get uh, many times, oh, I'm kind of this young pastor, uh, which I am statistically and those kind of things. And there seems to be a divide at still uh, in ages, you know, older and younger. And we have all these differences. What do you, what are your feelings on that in terms of old people, young people and that kind of thing? I think that um, older people in the church should be an example to the younger ones. And that should seem really obvious, but more being a part of their lives and saying, hey, I can help you. What What do you need? Like, and another thing is telling them the truth, not sugarcoating God's word and just saying, this is what it is. Awesome. And and I think it's so important. Uh, I can't preach at the, the older generations, meaning older than I am. Again, I am not afraid of my age. I'm 39 years old. But those of you that are older than I am, you know, church I kind of say it this way, really, church is not about us anymore. It's about the generations now below us that we are investing the kingdom of God and putting the kingdom of God into them, the principles of the kingdom, so that they will um, arise and be strong and mighty. I'm just a, a verse uh, out of Psalms that, that our children will be mighty in the land. That's my prayer. And so I just want to say thank you. We're going to stop it right there. We're going to make this a, a, a couple more part series. I'm going to have my other daughter chime in, give her her thoughts. But I hope that you're encouraged. Uh, I am so grateful. Whatever age you are, whether you're young, middle-aged, old, whatever it is, you are so important to the church. Uh, and uh, if you're a young person, you are important to the church. And I pray that you would use your gifts, talents, and abilities to um, be what God wants you to be. Same thing, whether you're 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, if you are breathing, God wants to use you in a powerful way. Uh, and so thank you for joining us on this episode, talking the church with the younger generations. I hope that you're encouraged. I hope that you're challenged. Uh, and none of this was intended to be negative in any, any way. I love every generation. God loves every generation and he wants to use us in powerful ways. So as we wrap up this uh, Grace Point Daily Podcast, thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, listen to it. I hope this helps you and encourages you in your daily walk with Jesus. Don't forget, you can now also give and be a part of propelling the Grace Point Daily Podcast forward. If you're listening on the Anchor, there's a Give Donate button there that you can uh, you can be a part of that if you want to. But thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk to you next time.